Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. What's up? This is Ball vs. Life. I'm your host, Jack. I got my co-host, JC. What's up? What's up? JC, why don't you intro our, our guest in this week? You got backup this week. I got backup, man. I've been so sick and tired of listening to all of this uh, SoCal sports. So I brought in heavy-duty backup uh, with one of my old-school friends, Charles, who is a big, big-time Warriors fan. Oof. Charles, welcome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a while, except for some of the Lakers. <laughs> then you haven't been listening so, to us. <laughs> so, so I kind of took a break, but uh, I'm glad you guys invited me, and, and I'm happy to, to join and back up JC. Thank you, man. Now, just a little bit of background, man. Um, yep. I used to work with Charles, and you know, I work with him at a very small company here in the Bay Area. Um, and um, when I met him... Um, I, uh, I just uh, discovered that he was really big into hoops and he was a really big uh, Warrior fan. Uh, he actually told me that our, our company back then had uh, a suite at uh, Oracle Arena. Oh, and what? Uh, Charles was the plug, man. He, he kind of knew uh, a lot of the people that we work with in terms of being able to get uh, access to the suite. So we went to a lot of Warrior games. Was this even before like the championship seasons? I don't even know, man. Yeah, it was, man. Yeah. It, was, it was free. And so to, to go to Warrior Games after that, I, I couldn't go anymore because I'm like, oh, I used to be able to get it for free and now I have to pay like 200, 300 bucks. I'm like, uh, I'll just watch it out now. But yeah, it was cool, man. Like, the, Who the, was on the, the team at the time that you guys were going to the games? The, I think this is what, 2013, 2014? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah so recent. this is so before. It a, yeah, it, yeah. It was pre-KD, so, of course. But um, yeah, uh-huh. yeah we, we, I, were, we were already there. Like We were competing against the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. So oh. it, was like the, it was like the David Lee, Steph Curry, mm, yes. Clay was already on the team. I think we had like Carl Landry. Mm, uh, I think right. we just traded for Bogut. So it was like you know the the Warrior squad that was up and coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Jared Jack. Uh, yeah, man. So I've been to many battles with this guy, and obviously, you know, he is an old school uh, Warriors fan. He's been in the Bay Area for as long as I have been, if not longer. Um, and I don't know, man. I don't really know what other credentials I can give him. He knows, uh, you know, he, he knows gets hoops. the Monte Ellis, I'm always going to be a Warriors joke. So, you know, <laughs> you, you gain mad points if you understand that, that joke. <laughs> for sure. No, but uh, uh, yeah, no, just just been loving on the Warriors since uh, the Run TMC days and, and after that, being in the doldrums mm. for a long, long time. In between that so to be able to talk talk ball on a competitive team with you guys is uh, it's an honor and it's a privilege for me so again thanks guys for for uh, inviting me dude it's it's our pleasure and also i remember jc mentioned to me a while back that you guys actually went to a finals game together right? right yeah. That's right. How was that, dude? You guys, we, you guys had to share that story before we head into the the Golden State Warriors topic yeah. of the draft. Do you remember, dude? What? Yeah. It, it was it was 2015. It was definitely mm. yes. the first uh, yes. first year that we went back to the finals since the 70s. So that was like not many crazy. people can go to a finals game, man. Yeah, no, no. It, we we got we locked we locked out and we no we but for those we actually had to buy the 
buy the tickets. Oh. Yeah. But we were just like, you know what? We're, we may not, not ever be able to do this again. So we just got to fork up the money and just go. And so exactly. JC, JC wow. you brought your dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, it was game two of the 2015 NBA Finals yeah. against yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. So it was the second game. It wasn't the first game. And if man. my memory serves me right, you guys lost that game. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, we did lose that game because LeBron. And maybe this gives you a little bit of context as to why I'm really salty with LeBron. Just because that game, we forked a lot of money to attend yeah. that yes, NBA Finals did. game, and he stole that away from us. Yes, you know, we did. He, he I, I, stole I was... that 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 glory. Everything was good, man. I remember the fourth quarter. Everything was good, dude. We tailgated. We were there at the, yeah. the tip off was like five p.m. We were there at like eleven thirty. Yeah, we were just talking ball the whole afternoon. Did we even barbecue? Was, I don't even know what time. we did. I think we bro. did. I think we did. <laughs> so we to, made, it, it was like a whole day. Everything was hype. I, you know, we we had we were repping the Warriors. We were just like, yeah, you know, it was we were riding a high. And then <laughs> I remember driving at the end of the day with my dad going back, and we were just like, man, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hurt, man. It it hurt going back home with a loss like that. It, it was it was pretty quiet over there, except for the the, Cleve, the few Cleveland fans that were there. Yeah, but um, it, it's funny because I, I totally remember that game and I thought I was a jinx. So at that point, like, I'm never going to go to a finals game again, even if we get <laughs> there, right? after that. And I should never say never because I, I was actually offered tickets to go uh, the, the following year. Wow. And, um, I made up for it because we actually won in that game. So I was like, okay, Ooh, I'm yeah, not a jinx no, anymore. You broke the, you broke the, the one game curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's good. So I, I was, I've been well, that's only a testament. It's a testament to how hardcore Charles was. He was willing to potentially not go to another finals game because he he thought, hey, if I if there's any jinx, I don't want to mess it up. Exactly. No no bad juju's here, man. Yeah. <laughs> man. Whenever, whatever whatever works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I still haven't b- been back to a finals game since, just because I felt like I was a jinx as well. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't plan to ever come back until <laughs> until we win a couple more championships. But we'll see how it goes. Well, you know what's the key to winning a championship? Making sure you draft a player that will, be, will, will get you to the championship again. Ah, I like that segue. I like that segue. So, smooth, so smooth, obviously, we brought Charles on to talk the Warriors, and the big draft is coming. And it's been a long time since the Warriors have had a top five pick, let alone a, t- a number two. So that's a big deal in any franchise. It's one of those things where you want to make sure you hit on the right player or you do right with the pick, whether it's trade it. Or as 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 I said, get the right player. How, how did we get to this position? We pretty much, just, <laughs> you know, sucked the last year. I haven't seen any quality basketball in over a year, at least here in the Bay Area. Uh, Charles, yeah, did you even watch any yeah. of the games? I I did, I did, because I I still wanted to see like what we had like mm. when our players came back. I mean, they just just took mm-hmm. a sabbatical, right? That's that's ex- ex- essentially what happened. Pretty much. Here. In, yeah. Starting in the finals. I'll tell you this. It, continued. it wasn't fun to see Kai Bowman starting for us. And <laughs> uh. Sky Bowman, really. <laughs> and it, there's a whole G League squad. Uh, after seeing five years of going straight to the NBA Finals, it was really, really painful to stomach I mean, all the You had JC so desperate, he was saying Air Pas- Pascal? Yep. It was LeBron-like, so I mean that's that's a, that's a quite a stretch. It was one of those where it's like they they would play pretty hard for the first three quarters, 
they played it perfectly because what you want is you want to keep losing, but you want to put something out competitive so that's fun. It's fun exactly. To watch. So that's what was happening for me at least. I'm like, okay, yeah, keep playing to th- 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 the third quarter, and then come fourth quarter, just lose it, guys. And that's what they did. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, and it <laughs> happened pick. quite a bit. This this is why we find ourselves in this position right now with the number two pick. Um, so that's what has happened. Uh, so. What do you got for us, Jack? What do you what are you thinking? Well, right now you guys are the, have the number two pick, right? It's it's a juicy pick, but it's not the number one pick. So with the number one pick, you have a little bit more options. You could you could trade down. You could tr- you could pretty much leverage it for something else. But at this point, we're looking at three prospects. At least with the top three, you got the Anthony Edwards, you got James Wiseman, and you got Lamelo Ball. At least that's consensus. Most. You know, you look at these mock drafts and these experts talking about it. Those are the three that are going high. Those are the biggest names. Basically. Those are the biggest names. Yeah. I mean, James Wiseman has been a name in this draft long before this year. I mean, they, they were projecting him to go high, if not number one, for a long time already, just from his pure athletic standpoint, right? Yeah. So at this point, what do you guys think of those top three? We kind of want to break it down to two tiers. Those are That's the first tier. So with the with the number two pick, how do you feel about these top three, Charles? So I, uh, every time I hear about Lonzo Ball, I just hear about mm-hmm. awesome and amazing court vision and just mm-hmm. being able to make these crisp passes. I mean, he's playing 19. He played overseas. So he's played against adults pretty much, and he's 19. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you, have to, you have to look at that and you have to think, you know, that, that could be something special. Uh, whether that fits into the Warriors or not, it's a little tough just because uh, – I, what I feel we need is is someone that can can pass for sure, but you also want someone that, that can kind of spread the floor a little bit uh, with a shot, which he yeah. doesn't really have. It's very inconsistent. inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So, so from that perspective, it's kind of tough to look at him. Yeah, so Lonzo's a big... Uh, well, Lamelo. Lamelo. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, Melo's a big name, right? He's been on social media ever since he was like, what, 13 years old? He's mm-hmm. doing all this these things just because of lavar and all of that stuff so he brings a lot of like name recognition into the into the you know into his you know candidacy you right but the thing is with lamello is just like yes he has been playing with a lot of uh, adults he's been playing in the australian league but i don't know if it's the most competitive league out there Mm -hmm. um i think getting reps against you know you know professional or men basically is always a good thing but at the same time you know it, 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 how 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 much more uh, competitive is that league that it actually mm-hmm. is you know a much better experience as opposed to going to somewhere in, in college over here yeah. where you can get you know better coaching maybe a better NBA ready system so mm-hmm. I felt like he was just like a featured player over there and he pretty much could do whatever he wants mm-hmm. so he's an interesting prospect but I don't I, 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 there's a lot of cons that comes into play with with him as a you know a prospect. Uh, in terms of a fit for the Warriors, uh, I mean, he brings good size, but he's real thin, dude. Like I, you know, maybe on the offensive side of the 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 uh, the uh, spectrum, he can provide a little bit of value. But defensively, which is one of our sort of um, our strengths when we were competing for championships, I don't know if he's going to bring that much mm-hmm. uh, from a physical standpoint. And uh, I just don't know if he has that sort of mentality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see um, if he's even a strong uh, candidate for us to pick him up outside of the name recognition. 
Well, I, I want to. I've been obviously I follow Lonzo Ball's career quite a bit because he was on the Lakers, mm-hmm. and one of the comps for Lamelo Ball is also his brother Lonzo. And another comp that a lot of people have made of Lamella Ball is Sean Livingston. And before the injury to Sean Livingston, those catastrophic injuries, Sean Livingston was a really highly touted prospect. He had the length, he had some court vision, he had some athleticism. And Lamella Ball also has a very small frame, kind of like Sean Livingston. I think there could be some comparison there, but Sean Livingston also took a long time to develop. So at this point for the Warriors, it would be more of a project. And also, would it fit the system? Because LaMelo Ball needs the ball in his hands. He's not a guy that is a good spot-up shooter. So I think for the Warriors' purposes, if they drafted LaMelo Ball, it would literally just be best available player. that felt They felt like that's the best talent. And you just have to draft the best talent sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, if, if your scouting is telling you that. But yeah. I just I just can't really see it, though. That, you know, so in terms of talking about the three pro- three top prospects right now, that's that's it's a hard... It's a hard to envision that the Warriors making that pick. I do feel like if they if they decide to pick him up, I think it's because uh, they have another move down the line exactly. uh, in mind where mm. they can kind of get some value from the pick as much as possible and then dangle him to other teams that might be interested, maybe at the trade deadline or even down the line. Just because from a team fit standpoint, um, yes, he has some skills that can fit in, but it's not a perfect fit. The other thing I would add is is that um, does he want to play? Because he's not gonna. I don't think he would start. So, mm-hmm. would he be open to sitting on the bench and riding the pine mm-hmm. and then come in with the second team? I, I don't even know. Levar if doesn't want to think do that. so. <laughs> he, well, yeah, that doesn't want want to. So, I don't know if he yeah. would. So, that's, that's good, a very good thing. point. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Just because, like, um, what you said, like we have Steph, we have Clay, uh, and Dre. They all kind of need the ball, right? I don't. I think for Lamelo to really succeed and and really do what he does best, he needs the ball himself. So if he's not going to do that with the starting five, he's going to have to do it in the bench. And <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna if he has that um, humility in him to actually mm-hmm. kind of you know put in a a lot of work early on to ride the bench. Plus, plus, I heard that mm-hmm. he actually hasn't been interviewing well. I don't know if you've been able to hear some of the yes. sound bites from <laughs> from. Uh, <laughs> some of the sessions that he's been doing zoom meetings and whatnot mm-hmm. so um the warriors have been known to draft high character guys quote unquote mm-hmm. um who really interview well really savvy with the press and whatnot and mm-hmm. all due respect to to Mello, he hasn't really been displaying a lot of that i don't think uh, the australian league has really given him a lot of experience with like all the press and whatnot mm. Well, let's move on to the next prospect because I think this is the, actually one of, one of the guys that are more the consensus number one pick, at least right now. It's Anthony Edwards. I mean, he has got a highlight offensive package. And what do you think about Anthony Edwards, Charles? I mean, would you be happy if the Warriors had a shot at selecting him? Because right now it's looking that Minnesota likely will select Anthony Edwards. It just fits their team better. But who knows? You never know in this, this kind of draft how, how it's going to pan out. Exactly. Well, so the thing with him is he has this high ceiling, so mm-hmm. that's hard to turn down. You just don't know what you're going to get, and he has so many athletic gifts. He's, he's quick, he can jump, and he's... he's I, don't, I don't know if, if his play in Georgia is going to translate to the to the NBA, because mm-hmm. I think what he had surrounding him wasn't as great, so he had to do a lot more with what he had, uh, compared yeah. to with, with, with the team that he'll have with the Warriors, where he doesn't have to do as much. 
mm-hmm. I, I think those athletic gifts are it, it'd be hard to pass up it's just he has I would say he has a lower floor but a higher ceiling than mm. a James Wiseman um, the other thing that mm. I, I, I think I, we, we just need athleticism and we need wings and he would fit that mm. role so if we can keep things simple for him and then help him to develop I think he'd be a great pickup for us. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he would uh, require the ball as much as Lamelo does, uh, or do you think he would fit more in a, a reserve role if he were to be picked by the Warriors? If he's going to be on the Warriors, I don't, I don't know if I see him starting yet. I think it'd be one where the the coaching staff would would be selling that to him. Like we want to be able to build you. We want to be able to say. Steph Curry is going to be able to pass that torch on to you because we see so much potential in you. But at the same time, we want to be able to develop you in the right way. And we feel you guys, you have the tools and we feel you have the mindset and the gifts to be able to do that. But what we're going to need you to do right now is to be able to to play on the bench. We're going to constantly coach and train you and we're going to try to get you in as much as we can, um, especially Mm -hmm. during the regular season because we want you to get touches and we want you to get the ball. And the other thing too is I think he might be a better fit for for our bench uh, initially just so he can get touches mm-hmm. get more touches and they can focus the offense a little bit more around him if 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 need be. So I I I feel like he would he would be a good pickup and I wouldn't be mad if we got him. Yeah. I mean yeah. it could be shames of like a James Harden coming off the bench for Oklahoma City Thunder back in the day. Some someone of that, that caliber. Uh, yeah, I that, mean, one of his comps is James Harden, actually. Yeah, I've heard comps uh, all around the place, man. I've heard Eric comps, Gordon. Uh, yeah, right? Eric Gordon. I don't Mitchell. know if he shoots as good as Eric Gordon, but like I've heard mm-hmm. Oladipo comparisons. I've heard mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade comparisons. All I think those... some some bad comps is he could be a Dion Waiters. <laughs> See, yeah. so this is what Charles was saying, where the the ceiling is high as well, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade, for example, but the floor is really low. Yeah. You know? Raider, yeah. So it's like I think I think one thing that you can kind of see with all of those guys is the me- their measurables, right? They're mm-hmm. not like the tallest, lankiest sort of um, two guards out mm-hmm. there. I think they're a little bit more on the what the six four, six five mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Wade was always built like a rock. Oladipo, you know, he's probably not as as solid as those other guys like Waiters and Dwayne Wade, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like he kind of plays. <laughs> downhill the same way right yeah so i think that's what edwards uh projects as sort of like a downhill sort of like mm-hmm. bulldog to guard um i think he brings a lot of athleticism and and uh sort of energy to, uh, as a prospect but in terms of skills uh i don't know that remains to be seen i don't know how well of a shooter or how good of a shooter he is um like I know they did like a little pro day with uh, clutch sports. He seems like he's a clutch sports candidate, mm-hmm. um, um, and I don't. I I heard that he kind of wasn't shooting as well. So obviously that's not in a game context. And yeah. what he's nineteen, so he can always get better. But um, you know what I mean. Shooting is like a, a premium, right? And mm-hmm. there's always a red flag if someone doesn't really kind of display that, especially if you're like a wing type player. Uh, the, the other thing I would add is uh, they said a lot they talked a lot about his decision making and how he, he doesn't mm. always make the right decisions and I, mm. I don't expect that from a 19 year old especially if he's going to play in the NBA but you know they always talk about the Warriors love in high IQ players I don't yeah. know if he fits that mold just yet who knows 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wonder, like, is that something that you can develop or is that something that's innate, right? So that's always kind of mm, one thing you got to consider with these players. Because, like, Lamelo, for example, he does have, you know, a lot of, uh, at least his, his resume kind of suggests that he has a lot of, like, um, uh, basketball IQ sort of uh, skill set. Like, he's yep. he's got a great feel for the game. That's mm-hmm. what they always say, right? Um, I don't know if they say that about Edwards as much. No, they don't. I, I think a lot of that is just talent. For example, look at Luka Doncic, right? Like, he just has that next-level court vision. He he under, he sees plays before they, they, they happen. Develop. Mm-hmm. Develop, exactly. I don't think Edwards has that. I think... Much for most people, when they're scorers, they think shot first. When you think shot first, you have to learn to understand a system, understand where players are. Like that can be trained, but then there's also that there's not there isn't that innate sense of how to set people up and think moves ahead. So I think that's where Edwards kind of gets stuck. And I I don't think I think the talent is there, but I don't think he's a good fit for the Warriors in the sense that he's not efficient shooter. He mm. he doesn't spot up well. And in the Warriors system, it's not one guy has the ball all the time. I mean, you guys know this all too well. Besides when KD was there, right? Yeah. Because KD is just that great of a talent. Steph and Clay and Dre, they all work within a system and really share the ball very well, right? And I don't think Edwards is that kind of player yet. And again, maybe from a bench role, he could fill that kind of a quick microwave score for the first couple of years. And you can kind of ingratiate him into the Warriors and develop his defense and develop his him into the system and i think that's possible but he's not the best fit yeah for sure i don't yeah i think it's a good point you know and it's like it's not he's not a no-brainer pick there's always going to be something that you're Mm going to kind of have to give up but i'll tell you this man given the talent that we have right now and you know we don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of athleticism we have a lot of sort of finesse quote unquote players that uh uh that you know kind of move the ball and they're you know they they kind of work within the system just like what you said and it's nice to have someone that just can overpower whoever mm-hmm. his matchup is so i don't know maybe he's in play maybe but let's let's move on to the last prospect we have here and it's no secret james wiseman has been linked to the warriors ever since the warriors got a top three pick and landed number two so Let's break down James Wiseman. Charles, you got to go ahead first. I mean, how do you feel about James Wiseman? What do you think about he has a very small sample size, but his potential is sky high. Just from what you've seen, what you've heard, how do you feel about James Wiseman? I, I like him uh, fit-wise. He just he seems to fit just because it's a need that we have. We need mm. a, a tall, athletic, rim-running center. Uh, you could start him off just because he has he has all these skill sets. I mean, he's seven one, long wingspan, mm-hmm. uh, can can jump out of the gym. Uh, yeah. He's kind of like Javale McGee, but younger, and with just with mm-hmm. a much high, higher ceiling. They they talk uh, his comp is a low end Jordan. Uh, what is it? Uh, Jordan from the, the from Brooklyn Nets. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan. Thank you. Uh, yeah. He's he's the he's the low end of the totem pole, and then he has. Mm-hmm. It seems like he has better. Um, offensive tools like he seems to have mm-hmm. a, a nice touch going out to the free throw line um so if he can build upon that and even maybe stretch stretch out even more maybe that's maybe that's something that we can we can look at but the the fact that he has a little bit of a touch i i, I do like that uh, the only thing that does concern me is if he's going to become like a go bear i mean i'd love for him to become a defensive stalwart like a go bear mm-hmm. but what you get with that is you know you get that that lean lanky 
length on the mm. outside and when he's when you switch to like a guard to a guard t- taking him on that's where yeah. problems can occur i don't know if he can he can move as fast laterally mm-hmm. so that's the that's some of the things that that scare me i mean the, the other thing too is is he just looks so good on paper but because of that lack of mm. being able to see him play actual games competitive games mm-hmm. it scares me a little bit but he is safe i mean he he interviews well uh he seems mm-hmm. seems like a mm-hmm. smart kid he knows mandarin um, and he yeah. just what? seems like he wants to, yeah, man, <laughs> he knows Mandarin. I was like, wow, that's, that's impressive. So I think that's, uh, that's impressed a lot it's of people with interviews compared to like a LaMelo. He, he just, he takes things, he takes everything seriously. So Dude, you just sold that. JC right now. Yeah, you just yeah. sold, he's like, I'm we're, like, we're, we're going all in. It's the Mandarin, man. It's we Mandarin. can sell this guy to China, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Anti-Daro Mori>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for yeah. sure though. Yeah, so he seems like he checks off a lot of, you know, needs and uh, sort of character sort of concerns that the Warriors mm-hmm. have uh, have sort of shown that they've gravitated so towards before. I mean, Charles makes a good point. Like, he has the measurables. Like, what? I think he has, like, a 9-foot-4 standing reach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's long. He's it's up there insane. with Gobert and AD and all of these guys, right? Yeah. And if... if if there's one thing that the the Warriors need is we need length right now. Like our mm-hmm. tallest player is what Marquise K- Chris or yeah Kim or um, Looney six nine six nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't get me wrong, I like I like Marquise. He was a lottery pick from before too, and he brings a lot of similar skills to what James Wiseman has. But I mean that's all we have right now, right? And yeah. I think it would be really interesting to see if we can get a little bit more length, just because as we've seen with the the. NBA bubble like uh, the Lakers were really dominating with the size that mm-hmm. we have and if we really mm-hmm. want to you know to be able to match up uh, it would be in, it, it would be important to have a little bit of size just to be able to kind of match up with the ADs and mm-hmm. whoever the Lakers end up with if JaVale stays and or and Dwight Howard whatever happens right so I think having a, a big would be a really nice coop for us um, the whole Mandarin thing just added a, a little cherry topping <laughs> in terms of him as a prospect, but there are red flags, like what Charles said, with the mm-hmm. experience. Like you just, <laughs> you're taking a risk. Like you're, you, you know, on paper everything looks good, but you know, Hashim to beat looked good on paper exactly when he got mm-hmm. drafted. You so know, true. Uh, and let's you know see what happened there, right? Like he could, he, he's not even in the league anymore. I don't even think he's playing professional basketball. Um, and we don't even know about injuries and whatnot, but man, it's tough. It's tough. I I think as, as you guys have alluded to, he seems like the right route to go. He fits a need and you can develop him, but big men take time to develop. It's very few times. Can you just get somebody who's super polished right off the bat? Like someone like Tim Duncan, but he went to college for multiple years, right? That can come in and make an impact straight away. James Wiseman, incredibly athletic, but to be a stalwart defensively, like someone like Gobert, it takes great discipline. Right now, he's using his athleticism. He's The skill is not there yet, right? He's trying to go up for every single shot, but the NBA, these guys are really good. They're going to make him bite, and refs are not going to give him these calls. So it's going to... But I actually think that's a plus for the Warriors to draft someone like that, for for someone to draft... Uh, for Warriors to draft Wiseman because they can develop him. They can, there's not that pressure because if he's going to get picked, taken number two, and let's say he goes to, I don't know, anybody else, not, that's not great, right? Let's say the Charlotte Hornets. 
you know, where they need somebody who makes an impact, he's going to have that pressure on him. But for the Warriors, they can bring him in slowly. They can just tell him, hey, just rim run. We're going to work on your defensive uh, just technicalities and just discipline. And he can fulfill that over time. He'll probably get way better in the second half of the season. And I can see that really working out. That's why I'm actually really excited. I really hope the Warriors do draft James Wimes if they don't trade the pick, that is. I think that's what's the most difficult thing is um, trying to understand what their strategy is. Because obviously, mm-hmm. there's this sort of win-now perspective. You know, we ha- we're in... Uh, you know the we're in the pocket. We're in the the window with Steph, Clay, and, and Dre being yeah. you know uh, top twenty players or whatever mm-hmm. in the league right now. So we really want to be able to have someone that can contribute right away. But at the same time, there's uh, the opportunity to be able to invest in the future. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how they decide what they draft or if they trade or whatever just to be able to either compete now or just kind of lengthen their uh, their uh, relevancy within the league. I think we can't undersell... First of all, the management is great for you guys. Mm. And secondly, there's this fine line for every team. Right now, you guys have signed Clay, Dre, and Steph to monster contracts, right? There is a, such a thing as a salary cap and, and luxury tax. And I know the Warriors have a new stadium and they can pay the luxury tax, but look, they probably don't want to pay if they don't have to, right? So if they can draft somebody and keep it on the rookie scale and develop him and he can be a key contributor, that is honestly actually the most ideal scenario for a team that has already dealt three max contracts. So for them to keep a blue chip prospect and develop them and hopefully it makes an impact in the next two, three years, that would be most ideal. And if that's, that's a guy like James Wiseman or Anthony Edwards or even LaMelo Ball, which I really don't see likely happening, that's honestly... The perfect scenario. Jack, if I can add that, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I, I concur with what you're saying, but the thing that makes it difficult this year is just, we just have a little bit of uh, actual visual proof of what these guys can potentially do. Mm. We're just going all on potential and it's just a crazy year just because of COVID and everything, having this bubble and so forth yeah. and, and not having a bubble for the NCAA March Madness tournament. It, it, it hurt us this year, I think, and hurt a lot of the people mm. that are that are in the top or a lot of the teams that are at the top that are trying to make decisions, paying millions of dollars yeah. for these players that we think could amount to something, but we just don't know. Mm. That's true. Yeah, it'll be interesting because, you know, the draft will tell a lot in terms of what the, the, the Warriors strategy is. Yeah. So it'll it'll and I'm, I'm excited, but I'm kind of nervous as well. I haven't had this feeling before, uh, at yeah. least uh, in terms of like a top draft pick. Because before, when we were drafting in the lottery, I'm just like, I just want a, a big name, just to anchor us. And this time, there's just a, there's a little bit more nuance to the decision, just because there is mm-hmm. that window, there's the salary salary cap implica- uh, implications, mm-hmm. all of these things. So, man, it's gonna be tough. Well, I want to continue on to this draft and keep talking about some other prospects. And I'll throw this to you, Charles. I mean, outside of those top three that we talked about, there's some other prospects in that are, you know, pretty well regarded. We're talking about uh, Denny Avija, right? Um, is there any other other guys that you were looking at that you were thinking the Warriors could potentially either trade down or even pick surprisingly up because they just scouted them and they feel like oh, this is an all-world talent? Yeah, th- there's been a lot of talk about Denny Avija. It's just... Um, well balanced as a player doesn't do uh, one thing particularly well but just does a lot of things well um, mm. he, he's one of those guys that does have 
a feel for the game. I mean, he, he's he's another guy that's played uh, in in other leagues, uh, the Israeli mm-hmm. league, and uh, I forget what the other league is, but he's he's played in two leagues, and uh, he he didn't do very well in them. But the fact that he has mm-hmm. that experience playing against professionals that does bode well for him, and I think he's one of those people that can come in uh, ready to play and ready to contribute from the perspective of being able to to pass, move the ball quickly, uh, be able to cut it cut intelligently. Uh, so I, I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of plus side with him. Plus he's, he's six, nine, another six, nine guy that that's always uh, helpful as well. So that's when uh, that, that's a positive for him. Uh, I just don't know what, what he's going to bring to the table though. I mean, from the, yeah. from an athletic perspective, cause I know that's something that mm-hmm. we do need. We do love having mm-hmm. smart players, but we also want people that are, that, that, that can move. I, I just think about when we, we were playing in the playoffs and every time we, we launch a three and we miss, a lot of those long rebounds get get missed, and even when we're trying to get defensive rebound, and someone shoots a three on the the defense or on the other side of the ball, mm-hmm. and trying to get rebounds, sometimes you need that athleticism aside from just someone that's solid and get, can get a rebound, but someone that can actually run run down and get the ball. We don't have many of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Denny's a, a, an interesting prospect because, as Charles mentioned, like he he's had experience playing at the Israeli league, and a lot of these Euro guys like Luca. Um, I don't want to compare him to Luca, but like a lot of these guys, they start early uh, mm-hmm. playing against men. So Denny, compared to all of the other prospects, seems to have had a little bit more high level competition outside of college than a lot of these top prospects. Um, he's about the same age, but that added experience is always added value. Um, I think he brings a lot of intangibles to the table, like mm-hmm. what Charles was saying. Like he doesn't have uh, like one sort of feature skill that's just overpowering i think he's just a well-balanced player um so i think he's an interesting prospect and i think out of Mm -hmm. all the prospects he might be one that could contribute immediately towards this sort of win now mentality Mm -hmm. um but it's just tough to really consider denny at least from my perspective for the number two pick because it seems like a reach you know Mm -hmm. what i mean there's a lot more sort of higher higher ceiling players out there and I think that's one of the issues with picking at number two is mm. you don't really want to uh, you want to be able to maximize uh, the potential of the, the the ceiling of those players. Now, if you're able to trade down, maybe down a mm. five or four or, you know, seven or whatever, if Denny's still there, I think he would be a better value. But good player, man. Mm. Mm. Any other sleepers for you, JC or Charles, that you've been looking at that you feel like, oh, he's... He seems like a good player to to kind of look into. I'm thinking uh, I, I do like a Kongwu from the perspective mm-hmm. of I feel like he's another guy that can come in and, and play defense already. I yeah. mean, he, he's he's a little bit on the shorter side, but you know his comps are like Bam Adebayo, right? And mm-hmm. look how mm-hmm. successful he did. Um, and he just makes the right plays. Like, from from what I keep hearing, he just uh, he's he's a he always wins. Like no matter where he goes. And he was I didn't realize he was a teammate of uh, of. Uh, was that ball Lamelo? I didn't realize he was a oh, Lamello, his, yeah. in, in Chino Hills. So it's like, oh, okay, wow. Mm. Uh, but then he he's been he's been doing a, a lot over in, in, in college as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. like JC was saying about Denny, I think he could be a reach as well, just because there's guys with higher higher potential or yeah, higher ceilings. Yeah. So he's another guy for me that I wouldn't mind if we traded down. I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having him. Yeah, mm. he's a better value lower in the picks, but he's a, re- a good player. 
there's a there's a bunch of other players that are, are in play like um i know there's a lot of sort of buzz about isaac okoro uh mm. from auburn mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. okoro has been getting a little bit of buzz just because he's probably the top defender prospect in the draft mm-hmm. um he his measurables are i don't know he's 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 kind of like a gerald wallace type like he's just kind of like a, a, a long rangey mm-hmm. sort of uh swingman type of a player um, and after losing Andre Iguodala, uh, finding um, uh, a player, a swingman that can kind of fill that void uh, would be interesting. And Okoro seems to be uh, a prospect that kind of mirrors that type of skill set, sort of like a really like a, a dog in terms of uh, a pl- being a player on the defensive end. Um, mm. I think from an offensive perspective, he doesn't bring as much skills as all of the top players. Uh, prospects out there but i've heard mm-hmm. a lot of buzz on okoro mm-hmm. True. yeah i saw have some tape guys... on him he's spicy yeah yeah um have you guys have you guys heard anything about uh tyrese halliburton yeah i've, I've heard, heard a little bit i've yeah. heard a little bit of, about tyrese um he's also kind of getting a little bit of buzz uh actually he was getting a lot of buzz early like before mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. like the james wiseman lamello stuff um at least like the the warrior geeks at the forums were always mm-hmm. raving about uh, Tyrese. Um, he seems to be like what another sort of like Sean Livingston kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, skill type of player. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously he doesn't have the big name as, as Lamelo, but in terms of having like a, a playmaking sort of uh, a player um, with just a really good feel for the game. Um, it seems like Tyrese has had a lot of buzz for him early on. I haven't been hearing a lot as much recently about Tyrese, mm-hmm. but I think he would be a, mo- a big reach early on. But yeah. as a trade-down candidate, absolutely. He seems like he would be a good fit. And he could probably be, you know, a, a immediate contributor just because he's had a little bit more years in seasoning compared to the top prospects. Yeah, I think when you're in the top three, he's not a, a sexy pick. He hit, he's like a like you look at all his intangibles and you look at his game like he he'd be probably a really solid NBA player but when you're talking about top three you want to try to hit a home run <laughs> you know either that yeah. or you try to trade down you know have somebody else take that risk for you and then you're like hey I'll play it safe and we can get some kind of other assets um, by trading down but yeah I, I I've seen some tape on him and I think yeah his comps have been kind of like like you said Sean Livingston even Shea Gilchrist Alexander is one of his comps um, just a tough nosed player makes all the right plays. But these are all like names in the running. But I, at the end of the day, that's this is the question I want to pose to you. Like gauging, looking at all the stuff, all the news reports, and all the research that you guys done. What do you think the Warriors are gonna do come Wednesday? It's coming up, dude. It's coming up in I three know. days. I'm so excited too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Um, for me, for me, JC, um, I would think that what the Warriors are gonna do is, depending on what happens, you know, to that that first pick. Mm. Uh, if Wiseman's still available, I think the Warriors take him. But mm-hmm. if he's not available, I think they try to trade down. That's just my mm. my gut, my gut feeling. It's a good read. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna draft Lamelo, man. Lamella's going to the Bay. Hot take. Hot take. I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm actually in the same exact page as uh, Charles mm. is. Um, I think, th- yeah, depending on what Minnesota does, and I think Minnesota's shopping it. 
uh, they're shopping their pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they uh, are too. And, and they're looking around, and I think Charlotte might be interested in um, in Wiseman. Um, Chicago might be interested in Wiseman. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if they if they jump on top uh, of us and get uh, the Minnesota pick, um, then you know. <laughs> then we got to throw this, this strategy away. Um, but if Minnesota keeps their pick, if no, if they don't get a good enough offer, I think Minnesota is going to go Edwards, and that leaves James Wiseman for the picking. Um, I think he, you know, for all of the reasons that we've discussed already, I think he brings uh, a good combination of being able to contribute on a weakness for the team uh, and having sort of like a, a long term outlook to to make us relevant in the long uh, in the long term right so yeah. i think he brings enough of a balance and enough of a big name where not all the fans are just going to revolt at the warriors like it mm-hmm. just kind of makes sense right um it worries me though if we draft him whether or not we're going to be as good as all of the other teams that are improving just because of his mm-hmm. long-term sort of project status mm-hmm. so um i think it's wise men I think that's this is the crapshoot. What are the war? What are the Timberwolves going to do with their pick? I think they are definitely trying to trade it. If you look at their history, they want to make the playoffs, which is already going to be really tough. They they had Wiggins for a long time, and he was someone that never delivered. Right? He was there was always something about Wiggins that mentally he wasn't there. He had all the athletic tools, but there was something like an X factor that he didn't have. Anthony Edwards has those same those same things about him that people criticize him for why would they want to draft another guy just like that in a team that they already are pretty young and d'angelo and cat have their own issues also with not being mentally strong at least reputation wise right you know they uh cat couldn't play with jimmy butler and all that stuff so do they want to have another player come on board who's pretty pretty raw in general he can score sure but d'angelo needs the ball in his hands cat obviously needs the ball in his hands so it's going to be really interesting what they do with their pick and that's as as charles said it's going to set up everything for the warriors after that and that's kind of the downside of having the number two pick right you're kind of at the mercy of what happens with the number one if you're if you're if your guy is james wiseman let's say the, the wolves trade the pick and they wiseman gets selected what's, what's your contingency contingency plan right yeah exactly uh, yeah. exactly I, 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 uh, that's I, why it makes it exciting yeah, though absolutely. <laughs> it makes it really really absolutely yeah, yeah. I, it's a chess I, game it's a total oh, chess absolutely. game absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah but trying to think 10 steps ahead and so forth mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you this it's just like the minnesota could trade the pick but they could trade it in new york and new york might want lamello and all of this would be for not that's true, any yeah. like, true. Yeah. there's like for every possibility that someone wants james wiseman lamello is still the biggest name mm-hmm. in the draft right and there's gonna be a team out there that could be potentially starved for some star power. Knicks, mm-hmm. for example, they've they've been searching for their savior for the longest time, and mm-hmm. they might be willing to mortgage their future just to be able to for Minnesota to just kind of you know fleece them. Uh, so true to to, to, to do that. So but true. Yeah, I mean, uh, what? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Charles. Uh, real quick, I I just want to be a fly on the wall at the Warriors <laughs> war room just to see like what they yeah. have planned because I know they have it schemed out where. If mm-hmm. if so and so player gets picked, then we're gonna go this route. If so and so player yeah. gets picked, we're gonna go this route. And they have the, all these different contingency plans. What I want to note mm-hmm. though too, because I think Bob Myers said it in one of his interviews that on the day of the draft, that's when you get the most calls for for trades. And what does that do to yep. the schematics of, of their plan that they had originally had? Does that mess everything up? You know, does that blow everything up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm so curious yeah. to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, if uh, the Bucks call and you're like, you know what, <laughs> we changed our mind. You know, what can you give us? Giannis <laughs> on a platter. Everything that we talked about is uh, off the table. You know what it's I mean? For not so. keep the pipe dream alive, guys. <laughs> keep the pipe dream alive. <laughs> you gotta have some hope, Jack. Well, well, outside of the draft, what do you hope the Warriors do with? the remaining money that they have with the mid-level exception uh, you know all the all, free agency starts two days after the draft so this is it's going to be like as i as we said in the, the previous episodes that we've recorded it's going to be fireworks from here on out like the rumor mill is already starting the draft is coming up and when free agency clicks off again the tr- the trades are going to it seems like there's going to be a lot of movement on the trade market this year because there's a lot of disgruntled stars and that's why as charles kind of mentioned you have all these contingency plans. You don't blow your wad early because if you have a big fish that you want, let's just say Giannis, right? You probably want to keep your assets that you can probably use to trade for him even later on. Let's say he gets disgruntled midway through the year, right? And he's like, I don't want to, I, I, I didn't sign the Supermax. I want to get traded. Boom, you want the assets ready, right? Uh, a, someone, a cheap rookie, a top a number two pick if it's Wiseman and a bunch of, you know, like other players that fulfill the contract so one of those things were what do you expect them to do at least for now to fill up the roster moving into the season that you hope that they do for me i want to see i definitely want to see more more veteran play especially people that have had experience in the playoffs just because i, I mm-hmm. can just see it right now like with if we just roll out with what we currently have and say we have Wiseman, for instance how many mistakes are these rookies gonna gonna have during the playoffs? I mean, how critical has it mm-hmm. been to have Orlando on that Lakers squad to be able to make the right decisions? To have Caldwell Pope mm-hmm. um, make shot after shot? Um, mm-hmm. You know, th- to me that speaks volumes. So it's like to have veterans is crucial, and plus it's gonna help with our young guys to teach them the proper way to, ways to play. Uh, we yeah. wouldn't be able to win without having David West. Yeah. Uh, without having mm-hmm. Sean Livingston and, and, and Iguodala, uh, without having those guys. So it's like, for me, it's like we have to have vets. And I, I would love to see a wing, you know, some sort of a wing. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd, I'd love to see Dwight Howard on our, on our squad. I, I like how mm-hmm. he handled things for the Lakers. And he got in yeah. uh, Jokic's head. It's like, man, he, he did great. He did. Yeah. I, I, I agree with Charles. There's, you know, a veteran presence definitely is key uh in addition to just being a veteran i think uh a a winning veteran Mm -hmm. is even more key right Mm -hmm. so like some of the names that kind of i i want to throw out there is um you know if if we could get someone like marcus soul or Mm serge ibaka Mm -hmm. that would be nice Mm -hmm. just to kind of provide some stability up up front you know Mm -hmm. we have a lot of young players uh out there but if we can have someone like marcus soul Who's mm-hmm. experienced? He's been through a battles. He has a ring. Uh, he, his skill set. He's actually a good distributor, uh, mm-hmm. and he can bring some size. And I mean, he was a former Defensive Player of the Year, so mm-hmm. he's probably not as good as how he was before, obviously. But he can kind of bring some of that experience to stabilize our front court. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone like Paul Millsap would be a nice pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could be somewhat mm-hmm. of like an Iguodala type, you know. It's just sort of like a, a, a brainy, sort of like high character, just really experienced, uh, you know, front court player mm-hmm. that can probably help Dre out there with all of the uh, different matchups. So that'd be nice to kind of see, uh, you know, mm-hmm. if we, Rudy Gay. 
Yeah, got I've heard Rudy Gay mm, Rudy throw Gay. out there. Mm. Um, you know, he makes a pretty pretty good amount, but I think we mm. have a trade player except, uh, exception that we, we gain from trading Andre out. So mm-hmm. I wish that we can kind of cash in on that and get a solid player. And Rudy Gay might be a good name. Again, another experienced player. Um, bring some length. He could just kind of help flesh out and bring some some depth into a, mm. our team. It would have been nice to get Dennis Schroeder, but it seems like Dennis Schroeder uh, <laughs> signed with a different team out there. Small oh, point guard man. out there. Is this I'm Schroeder excited. Six man? I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Did he, he win be, six man. man of the year? He's kind of like a Lou Williams type, right? He is kind of a yeah. Lou Williams type. Yeah. Uh, I think he plays a little bit better defense than Lou Will, and because I think Lou Will plays almost zero defense. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's look, everybody who's watched the Clippers. They've always want anytime Lou Will is at the end of the game, they want to get that switch. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the Warriors, though, I, I do think, as Charles alluded to, Howard, Dwight Howard would. I, I having close firsthand experience with Dwight Howard through this whole year, and he was a reclamation project. He fulfilled on that promise, and he really was a star in his role. He didn't complain at all. I think for the Warriors, he it would fulfill. Also, he would be in the championship kind of window too for that team, and also it's a good culture. It would be a good spot for him. I think Howard can also match up with someone like, obviously, Yo- Yo- the Joker, which you guys, everyone in the West has to deal with the Joker. I mean, the Clippers could not handle the Joker. That was the reason they lost that series because literally had no one could, that could check the Joker. He destroyed them yeah, you know, inside just, out. Yeah, yeah. Trez could check him. And I think that's the key thing where, I don't. let's say you guys draft Wiseman. I don't think he's ready for that level exactly. of defense. So you need a guy, a vet, that can teach him these things. I mean, Dwight Howard, multiple-time defensive player of the year. Who better to learn from than Dwight Howard, right? Exactly. In terms of defensive awareness. I know. Um, there's a lot of other things Dwight can teach him. Man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a very good point. Dwight's a good and another player. thing, I think the Warriors also need a backup one that defends. I think that yeah. would be be something because sean Livingston was always that guy for you guys yeah uh, or or iggy kind of but he was more of a forward but sean Livingston was a great lockdown defender at the back of one position yeah. and you guys are sorely missing that actually yeah, absolutely yeah. Derek rose i would love Derek rose he might oh, be yeah? too expensive for us i mean he's not known as like a defender but like mm-hmm. Derek rose is experienced he could lead mm-hmm. that second unit um, so mm-hmm. it'd be interesting for that. Avery Bradley, now that Schroeder's oh, yeah. in L.A. Oh, yeah. That's actually yeah. a really good fit. That yeah. might, might be an interesting, but I don't know if he wants to play during COVID. So, I think it's, he has a problem with his kid or something yeah, like exactly. that. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, he's so going to get a know. ring, There's... right? He is going to get a ring. Yeah, he's going to get a ring. I mean, he played half the season, so um, they're going to reward him with a ring. Yeah. I think they were like discussing whether Boogie should get a ring or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I heard that too. I think it was Danny Green actually that, that mentioned that. Yeah. What, what do you think of him? I think the players want him to get a Boogie. Yeah. Oh man, I love Boogie, but uh, I think his days are behind him to be honest. I agree. I agree. It's just hard to envision him having. Like, it's been so many injuries for that guy. Absolutely. I just can't imagine him getting through a grind of a season, you know? I, I mean, even even if you rested him throughout the, the regular season. It's like yeah. you're you're taking a valuable spot, and then B. If yeah. he does come back in the playoffs, he may get injured again. I do like exactly. his offensive upside, but it's just the best ability is availability, right? Exactly. He just doesn't give that yeah. to us. Watch that. He he's been watching a lot of tape on Joker, and he's gonna he's gonna be ready to go. 
I hope he proves us wrong. I, I mean, I want exactly. him to prove. I want him to be out there. Yeah. He's like best center in the league. This guy. That was me five years ago. It, it was. It was him. <laughs> I mean, his package was insane. But yeah, those injuries are devastating. Speaking of Danny Green, maybe he might be looking for a new squad. He's hey man, if he gets bought <laughs> out or or. <laughs> Hey, you never know. Danny Green's actually a good good vet to have on your team. I trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Although sometimes he made me pull my hair out. He just couldn't make a freaking open shot. Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it kind of reminded me of, of like the the whole Houston Rockets team. Uh, yeah. game 7 playing against us, right? No one could make anything. Um, and he was he was kind of effectively like that as well. But mm-hmm. you guys Speaking of the Houston Rockets, man. Oh, They're imploding. What's geez. going on over there in Houston? Ever since uh, Daryl Morey and D'Antoni, everything's going. You 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 guys have to take some blame for that. <laughs> those those years that they lost to you guys, I think I think that organization has kind of lost their minds now. They just can't get over the hump, you know. How they just they... tried to blow up their squad multiple times after that. CB3 out. Of all people, Russell Westbrook. I mean, you think Russell Westbrook is gonna beat the, the Russell Westbrook and Harden's gonna? do any better yeah they gave the CP- farm for russell westbrook yeah. too exactly Daryl Morey was just like you know what i'm out of here anyway take whatever you want <laughs> bro. in russell westbrook and hey i'll gladly take robert covington off your hands and pj tucker yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah that's, that's true though actually <laughs> they would be amazing additions mm-hmm. i don't know uh, pj I might want a lot of money but like you know what i mean God. if he wants a, a chance at revenge that would be nice you know what someone brought yes. up a name austin rivers Hmm. What do you think of him? I don't like Austin Rivers, man. <laughs> I don't like his game at all. We'll defensive raise the Austin Rivers to your shooter. Yeah, he's he he he's he's got skills. And he's got some he dog. could make shots. He's got, yeah. he's dog, got dog in him, but but I think his <laughs> skill set is not there. I think he's too erratic of a shooter. He also kind of needs the ball in his hand to kind of create for himself. He likes point. to do a little bit of one-on-one stuff. You know, that's a good point. That's a good uh, point. But but I think with the right context, well, you know what? I want to throw this out there, and I've been talking to JC about this. I have a lot of love for Jeremy Lin, as being Asian, obviously. <laughs> We've been hearing a lot of Jeremy Lin this in the way. Bay rumors a lot, dude. He's actually practicing with Steph. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just I just want to know what you guys think about it, just because Jeremy Lin obviously holds a dear place in all our hearts. Absolutely. What's the real on it? Like, <laughs> did you watch Jeremy Lin on the on the Warriors as a, like a a third stringer? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I, to what me, do you it, think, Charles? It, it it spoke volumes to me when he didn't he didn't play in the Toronto series in the Warriors in that Toronto yeah. Warriors series. He didn't play. I mean, he played for he played garbage <sighs> minutes. So yeah. I I love him and I I'd love for him I to know. be right back on the Warriors. I just don't know what he's going to be able to contribute. That's that's my yeah. fear. He's like break the glass kind of would, <laughs> kind would, of guy. Yeah. Would you if things get have, that desperate? Would you rather have Kai Bowman or Jeremy Lin? Jeremy Lin. Would you rather have Quinn Cook or Jeremy Lin? Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if he's, it, it depends on the role that he's brought in for, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Jeremy play recently. Um, Jack, you probably have a better scouting report on him than True. any of us, because I mean, you can't, you him, you can't compare in the Chinese league, though. It, it's, it's. It's just the competition level is not even close, so it's hard to assess. You know, like the last time we saw Jeremy Lin was on the Raptors. And at that point, he's been dealing with all the injuries and stuff like that. And I think modern NBA has kind of caught up with him too. Yeah. Uh, where his shot, he's not a pure shooter. Um, he takes the, he, He's really good going to the rim, but 
he's also dealing with the injuries and getting older. That's that's when it's harder, right? Assess Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Where when he was younger, he could attack the rim, but now that he's older, it's not the same. He can't absorb the contact the same. You know. What His about defensively? What do you think he brings to the table defensively? Ooh, not much. I don't think he brings that much to the table. Not not if you are if you are a championship squad, which you guys are hoping to be, right? He's probably not the guy you want to go to behind Steph. Let's just put it that way, right? Because Steph. He's not terrible on defense, but he's also not a huge plus, you know, because yeah. of his size, right? So you don't want to go from Steph to Jeremy. You probably want like someone like Chris Dunn or something like that, who's more of a dis- defensive player. Yeah. He former, sh- well, actually, he's on the, sh- the Bulls right now, but yeah. somebody who's a kind of a more of a specialist. That's like, hey, a tough guy that can come in and give you like what 10, 15 minutes or maybe twenty minutes when you need it in the playoffs. Just play lockdown defense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, someone is just kind of get Westbrook tired or exactly yeah I mean all these guards in the west you need someone just to kind of be there spot some minutes and tire out the the star player right yeah just exactly actually now that you we talked it talked it out like like story-wise narrative-wise I think Jeremy would be great like hell yeah back in the bay area back you know Asian community unite yeah it'd be nice but I think from a basketball perspective I think, yeah, it might be tough. Um, I think maybe yeah. if he wants a G League contract, he can do a 10-day just to help us, uh, you oh, know, man. for like a tough part of the season. Yeah, and that's, that's tough, and... dude. He's making millions in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if he really wants to get back in the league, yeah, which I know he does, man, but he that's, got... it's hard to go backwards, you know? He got paid already, man. He wants to play in front of his family. Yeah. So, True. You know? True. so be it. If, if, I can if, see you guys signing him on the practice squad just just yeah. to have that like give him a chance and then if injuries happen like things don't pan out with some of the rookies or whatever or like not the rookies but like the young players maybe you guys bring him on maybe as a third stringer you know just in case yeah, yeah. just just to have that Bay Area connection you know yeah, yeah. feel good yeah. story I, I do yeah, like him better than story. Kai Bowman uh, though I, I think I'd rather have him mm. in 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 the game than than Kai. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and Kai, you know, much love to Kai, but he's just his limit, his limitations just don't really provide a lot of uh, upside for him. I'll tell you this: yeah. the Warriors signed Jimmer to play in Santa Cruz for a little bit. And <laughs> That's so true. Jeremy might be on that Jimmer kind of uh, leash, unfortunately. Yeah. So it didn't really last. And Jimmer's killing it in China too. He is killing it in China. <laughs> Else? You know they don't take it easy on Jeremy in China though. Oh, you know, like That's, you know they, like, they I don't care if you pay me yeah. millions, man. These guys are killing me literally out here. <laughs> every 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 drive to the basket is a really hard foul. <laughs> is he getting a, a, an answer shoe contract anytime soon? No, Jay Lin got his uh he's got his own brand. Yeah, he's got his, oh, own, he brand his own brand. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I think he's killing it actually. I think he's killing it with his own brand. I mean nice. people in Asia love Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, don't, don't, he don't need the money, man. You always want money. <laughs> you think you think Steph Curry needs more money? He still wants to sell more shoes. <laughs> so true. Oh, man. All right, so we're going to wind down here. I, I, I do want to ask you guys, what's your expectations of the Warriors upcoming? I know, again, there's a lot of variables that still need to play out, right? But given what you think will happen, let's say you draft you know, Wiseman and you sign some vets, or even trade for a, a decent vet player or like a, a borderline all-star player or, or whatnot. What do you expect for the Warriors this upcoming season? And what are your expectations? What is the floor and what is, what is the ceiling? How about that? 
That's a good. This is a good question. Um, I would I would say that I I wouldn't be surprised if they start off slow, just because mm-hmm. they're they're trying to get everyone acquainted with one another, and then as the season picks up and progresses, they'll they'll slowly get better. I I also feel like they're gonna try to keep some sort of flexibility in the past, like where they've. I think there's like 15 roster spots, and they would sign 14, and they would keep mm-hmm. a, a 15 to one open just in case there's a veteran that that you know becomes available all, all of a sudden they can pick them up so i kind of foresee yeah. that as well mm. ask me in a week bro and then i'll, let <laughs> you know, I'll let you know <laughs> hey man we need you to make the prediction now we gotta put it on on tape <laughs> ask me in a week. no i um we will ask you. Well, Charles, you're I, coming back on after the <laughs> after the draft, right? Sure thing, I, I, think, sure thing. I think the Warriors are. I, I think the Warriors are going to try to see what value they can get with the draft, and I think they're gonna um, they're going to not get the value that they're looking for, and they're going to stick with their draft pick. Hopefully, they can pick up the great value. I'm a, a predicting Wiseman, and the free agency man. That's that's such a tough, tough, um, tough question to answer. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it will be born out of whatever happens in the draft. I think if they draft a big, uh, I think they might focus more of their available money for the wing players to kind of flush out the roster and vice versa. If they draft a wing player, they might shore up their, their big men with the TPE and the mid-level exception. Mm-hmm. So at least where do now, you, where do you see be. them finishing in the West? Like what tier do you see them right now? Charles, um, even you? with the core, you know? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was, I would say, I mean, just based on how they're looking right now, I, I, I think they're four or five, I mean, anywhere mm-hmm. between four and six. So I, I still see uh, the, both Lakers, both LA teams, and Denver being, being mm-hmm. the tops, top tier. And then depending yeah. on what we get, maybe we can, we can get into that, that talk or into that tier. Mm-hmm. But right now, four to six. Yeah, cool. I think that's fair. How about you, JC? I think you see uh, top three. I think. There's going to be a player that's going to be injured in one of the three top teams mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. and that's going to kind Juicy. of knock him down a little bit. So. JC's been hoping Boy. LeBron gets hurt for so long, man. He's, he's continuing LeBron, man. this this storyline. <laughs> yeah. It's all because you lo- he beat you guys in the finals yep. in 2015, man. Dude. I paid a lot of money for those finals tickets, man. He took that away from me. LeBron. But you do you do make a good point, JC. I think since the Clippers and the Lakers did make a little bit more deeper playoff runs, and it's the shortest turnaround in NBA history or sports history from offseason to offseason or, or start of the season for those vets, right? Like Kawhi Leonard, who's Mr. Load Management. For LeBron James, who's going to be 36 years old, the, the likelihood of injury is higher. Or at the very least, they're going to load manage. So that gives the Warriors a chance to, if they can really come and really have that same chemistry they had post-KD, right, with your big stars, then yeah, I think they can sneak in top three potentially. And again, we don't even know if the Rockets are going to blow things up. You know, Utah's there, but they've never really been a team that seems like they're championship caliber yet. You know, and the Warriors are obviously already battle tested. It's not like they they're they're they've been there. You know, so I I I I put them honestly top four. Even even without knowing who the hell they're going to sign in, in terms of vets or who they're going to draft. I mean, just on freaking Clay, Steph, and Dre alone, dude. That's, that's three freaking all stars, man. Yeah. Well, Plus I, James I, Wiseman, the next David yeah. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do want to see how they're going to incorporate. I, I do want to see how they're going to incorporate Wiggins. Wiggins, though, for sure, because that's mm. a, he's a twenty point scorer. So I'm like, all right, yeah, that's true. 
We'll see. We'll, and, and he's not the number one guy, so the pressure's off. So we'll see what yeah. he can do as well. Yeah, That is exciting, though. I, I, I think if I was a Warriors fan, I would be excited to see how he incorporates. And just, I would be hoping, crossing my fingers, he just plays really good defense and does the right things. You know, that's all you need from him. He doesn't need to score 20 points. You know, some nights maybe 20 points but just play freaking defense man <laughs> you got the tools man absolutely you got the tools he does he does have the tools he definitely has the tools man he was a way better fit than deangelo russell that's for oh, sure yeah. yeah yeah for sure absolutely and, and, and at, a, at a position of need yeah exactly yeah. we need we need those wings so that's why it's it's yeah I, I can't see him getting shipped out unless it's you know some player that's really going to change the, the franchise. I think they want to see what they can do with him. And hey, man, we have a good track record with reclamation projects. So mm-hmm. we'll see what do. happens. Just last to... question, last question, guys, and we're going to exit. All right. Is there a player that you hope outside of Giannis that the Warriors trade for? Let's say Giannis is off the table. Is there a guy that you're really looking at? You know, someone like maybe a Beal that's you know a big name or even it doesn't have to be a big name is there someone in the fold that you're you're look really looking for the lakers uh, the warriors whew, to trade for we already got a shoulder so we're good <laughs> oh, i know it's a tough one man a tough it's a one. tough one we don't know the market yet either but there's a lot of rumors though marcus smart <laughs> he's not a big name but oh marcus smart's a good guy, name man. though i'd love yeah. that guy on our team that's, i like that that's a basketball like... purist answer that's what it, it is dude it is yeah. Actually, I think he's he's actually a very ideal player for you guys. Backup point guard. <laughs> yeah. Plays tough that dude was checking Giannis, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too gives us that flexibility. But yeah, yeah I can't think yeah. of a big name right now because I, I like Beal, mm-hmm. but I just don't know how he's going to fit with the team because we'll have three amazing shooters, but just on the defensive yeah. side, it scares me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of names out there. Embiid, Simmons... Aaron Gordon was the lower mm-hmm. end of the tier. Or Marcus Aldridge. Yeah. I mean, there's there's big guys like Stephen Adams, you know, that I think OKC is rebuilding, so they're probably willing to trade Stephen Adams. And I, I know he's not the most mobile big guy, but he does he does play solid defense and stuff like that. Smart. So there's guys like that out there. Yeah, I'd love Jeremy Grant. I'd say Smart. LeBron for our team. LeBron. Jeremy Grant. There you go. Jeremy Grant's another great name. He's he's actually a free agent, right? Yeah, he yeah. is. But he's gonna sign. Yeah. With, I think he's gonna sign with. Uh... He's looking for money, though. He's looking oh, for money. True. He's looking to get paid. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, but Serge Ibaka for sure in terms of oh, free agent wise. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love him. You didn't sure. say realistic target. That's why you guys didn't hear me. I was like, we could use help, some help at the three. LeBron could go move up. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say realistic. So, hey, if LeBron went to the Warriors, he could he could take all the load management and just play in the playoffs, and you guys would nominate the hell out of the league. There'd be yeah. no chance. One hour flight in hell. to LA, dude. You're good. You can watch all of those Sierra Canyon games easy, man. You're good. I'll be like you, JC. If that happens, I'm just turning off the TV. I'm going to sleep for a whole year. <laughs> I don't even I'm... want him here, man. He brought so much pain. That actually, that's the only way that he can make me change my my. Team. Like if he goes to place for the Warriors. <laughs> Oh, man. That's when we know the pot is going off the rails now. Yeah, <laughs> We're talking about LeBron and the Warriors. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, we don't need him. We have Eric Pascal. <laughs> oh, yeah. LeBron Light, right? LeBron Light. <laughs> anyway, that, that that's when we were off the rails. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, it, was a, it was a desperate times. Desperate times take des- uh, call for desperate measures for you, yeah, JC. This, I was but- desperate. We're optimistic now, man. That's why we brought Charles on. We didn't want to bring Charles on during the season because it's just too depressing. <laughs> Now's the perfect time to have Charles on. <laughs> We've been saying for the longest time we need like a go-to guy, and 
you know what, Charles? We found the go-to guy, man. Yeah. Oh, thanks, You're going to be our Warriors correspondent, pretty much. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. This was fun. I'd love to do it again. Anytime, man. All right, Charles. Thanks for coming on. You know, and we we want to bring you on after the post-draft and maybe a little bit after uh, when free agency kicks off. So we'll see how it all plays out after talking about this for an hour. Hopefully your predictions come true, right? We'll see, man. I hope so. I'm crossing my fingers, but looking forward to this Wednesday for sure. Sweet. All right. You can follow us on Ball vs. Life on IG, Ball vs. Life official. You can shoot us an email at ballvsslife at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you, Charles, for coming and bringing that Warriors perspective and giving JC some backup finally after the year of LA. Maybe now in 2021, it could be the year for Northern California sports finally get you guys out of that depressive state. So we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace.